Why is Rwanda so strict? Recently, I got asked a question by a young lady from Nigeria who recently moved to Rwanda. Why is Rwanda so strict to you? I find this to be an interesting question that I never thought about, but I think maybe more people have these questions than I thought. While many countries in Europe and in America are reopening, you know, you don't need to wear face masks in the streets and so on, and some of our neighboring countries like Tanzania and Burundi are barely taking any COVID-19 measurements, Rwanda has decided to go into a third lockdown, middle in summer, in high tourist season. Why is Rwanda taking it so strictly? I moved to Rwanda two and a half years ago to start my business, a gym. In the past year and a half though, it has been closed due to COVID-19. I have learned a lot about how Rwanda is by the way they handle this COVID-19 pandemic. I have three hypotheses why Rwanda has such strict rules and regulations that in this case just apply to this pandemic, but in other cases, it just applies to everyday normal life here in Rwanda. Disclaimer though, these are just my personal thoughts and opinion. Don't take it as the hard truth of the world. All right, hypothesis number one. It has to do with Rwanda's leadership. The motions of the ocean can be explained by the notion of the captain. This is a quote I completely made up, but I think it, it makes sense. Meaning, you understand why the boat is rocking the way it is if you know, if you understand the captain. The current president of Rwanda is Paul Kagame, who has been in office since 2000. But he's not a regular president though. He's more like a highly skilled military inte intelligence officer who has been promoted to president. And this has several implications, of course, when such a person is uh, on the leadership of the country, uh, i.e. the captain of a boat. He was born in Rwanda in 1957, but his family moved to Uganda in the early 60s due to what you can call the first genocide of the Tutsis. Kagame grew up in exile in Uganda, where he got his formal education and military education. He even served under Yuveri Museveni, the current Ugandan president, where he obtained f a fairly high position within the Ugandan military as head of military intelligence, something super unique to be accomplished by any foreigner. Fast forward to the year 2000, seven years after Kagame had stopped the genocide against the Tutsis in 1994, he became the president of Rwanda by popular demand. In 2003, official elections were held where he won by a landslide. Now, 21 years later after he came into power, the country is being governed with a what I call a military flavor. Whether you like this flavor or not, the results speak for themselves. The country is safe, it's growing, and when it comes to this whole COVID pandemic, the adverse effects have been held to a minimum. But you understand the rule of law is in that kind of direction. Hypothesis number two. I think it has to do with the Rwandan 1994 genocide against the Tutsis. As much as I wanted to avoid this topic when I was growing up, 
it I'm realizing more and more that it has defined me and my fellow Rwandans uh, more than I thought. You see, people are generally pain avoidance. We remember and learn more from things that have hurt us or brought us pain more than anything that has brought us joy. Anyone who has ever experienced a heartbreak, a loss of a job, you know, where you got fired or something, a breakup you did not want, or just a loss of a loved one, we all know how this kind of touches us and we just can't seem to let it go. In the most cases, it kind of defines our lives uh, severely. It marks our lives like a tattoo on our body. Well, Rwandans have felt a lot of collective pain. During the 1994 genocide against the Tutsis, though a certain part of the Rwandans were targeted, I think all of Rwandans have been hurt by it one way or another in the years after it. So during this, no, I would say after this genocide, Rwanda had to take some severe measurements for the country to continue as a whole. Now, come to 2021 or 2020, 2021, this whole COVID pandemic thing has also caused that some kind of collective pain. But the measures that need to be taken here are nowhere near as harsh as those that were taken post-genocide. So basically, these measurements that we're taking against COVID, even though they're harsh and they're painful, they're nowhere compared to what Rwanda has gone through as a whole. Hypothesis number three and final one, the world is watching. Rwanda has been getting good grades. It's like the good kid in class who is sitting in front and paying attention and doing everything right. You know, Rwanda is very popular on the internet now. You know, if you just type in Rwanda, you clearly see lots of videos about cleaning city in Africa, zero corruption, economic growth, safe country. This is all lovely and, and everything, but how do we keep this up? So when this whole pandemic hit, Rwanda wants to stay in front of the class, wants to keep this squeaky image of them that they have. Therefore, they have been leading by science. They want to do everything right because this is a global pandemic and the whole world is watching. So now the government will do whatever it takes to keep that squeaky image, to keep those good grades. And that's why everything's been followed by the letter and, to be, and, and they're trying to execute it as best as they can. So if that means making extra strict measurements when, when they are needed, Rwanda would definitely do it. Because we know that from the top to bottom on, the leadership encouraged that. So that's what we came to here. We are still dealing with this pandemic. Uh, we don't have any vaccines. I mean, we don't have enough vaccines, I would say. But the way it's going, I'm expecting that the country will be like 60 to 70% vaccinated by mid next year, 2022. So for this year for us, it's going to be a struggle, but Rwanda has been through worse. So we will survive this. So next time when you wonder why are things so strict in Rwanda, know that Rwanda has had it worse. This is almost nothing. Thank you for listening. Did I miss anything? Is there any other reason why you think Rwanda is being very strict? Let me know in the comment section of this podcast. This was episode 5 of the Tales Back podcast. 
thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next one